Hello, Cascade Vineyard podcast listenership. Uh, this is Brogan, your humble editor and uploader of the Cascade Vineyard podcast. I uh, just wanted to hop on here and say thank you for sticking with us as we transition. Obviously, um, the COVID-19 pandemic was quite an obstacle for um, smaller churches like ours to kind of navigate in terms of an audiovisual aspect of how we're going to keep our sermons uploaded and and worship, uh, getting it live to you folks at your homes. Um, So I want to say thank you again for um, keeping up with us and uh, being patient with us while we learn and and try this thing out. I just wanted to alert you all that we do go live Sundays at 10 a.m. And you can check that out at cascadevineyard.org slash stream which will then link you to our Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, you can go ahead and um, follow us there and I'm sure you'll get an update um, for 10 a.m. on Sundays. And then just following, if you want to watch back, uh, we do keep those services uploaded to our YouTube channel um, so you can view all of our past services there. Uh, In terms of the podcast, we should be getting back to a normal upload schedule here pretty soon. So my apologies um, for the the missed weeks. Um, Again, it's been a... It's been a journey. Uh, So thanks again for listening, um, for being part of the church family, and God bless. Hey, good morning, CVC family. Man, I I gotta tell you, I miss you guys. Uh, I keep hearing people talk about the new normal, but I tell you, I'm resisting that. I don't want this to be the new normal. Uh, I want to get back to uh, fellowship and community and corporate worship and being together in the same room. Uh, I really do. I want to miss you guys. And on that note, I just wanted to share with you, we are beginning to look at that process. I know that uh, the governor and, and the, you know, the CDC, they're starting to talk about reopening. We're going to talk about reopening and what that looks like. And so... We don't know what the state requirements will be yet, but as we do, we've got contingency plans. So I don't know if we'll have to meet with 25 people or less, or if we'll have to have people six feet apart. Uh, but whatever we do, I want you to know that, that we're working on that now so that when they give us those, those restrictions, we can put a plan into place and get back together as soon as possible. So what I would say to you is this. I send a newsletter out every Thursday or Friday. And when that newsletter comes out, check that and we'll get you updates weekly on where we are and when we plan to get together and what that'll look like. Uh, if you, for any reason, don't receive my newsletter, uh, just drop us an email. You can send it to, to Glenn S. at Portland Vineyard, uh, Prayer at Portland Vineyard, uh, wherever. Just get us an email, and I will add you. To, give me your address, and we'll add you to that list. So keep an eye on that. I just wanted to go over a couple announcements real quick before we get into the message today. Uh, again, just a reminder about giving. Uh, we don't have a box in the back of the room, but you can give through Stripe and online, and you can mail your offering in however you choose to. And we really, really appreciate it. It means so much. Uh, it's just such a blessing to know that you guys are committed and continue to be faithful even when we're not together because, of course, our expenses do go on. Uh, second thing is, is prayer. Uh, another thing that I don't want you to forget about is you can get prayer. Just because we're not together, maybe, um, weekly or whatever, you can get prayer. There's a, a prayer line. It's prayer at portlandvineyard.org, prayer at portlandvineyard.org. And that comes directly to me. And then I send that out to our prayer team. So if you have any requests at all, and, and look, don't think, oh, my request is too small. It's somebody else's got a bigger request. No, it's, that's not it at all. Uh, anything you need at all. We, our prayer team is sometimes they'll write me and go, Hey, any prayer requests? So they're looking for stuff to pray for. So if you need prayer at all, let us know. 
And then the last thing is that we will be on Zoom again right after service today for prayer time uh, and just to touch base. So you should have the link for that and check in with us after that. So, um, you know, Tuesday morning in our prayer time, we were, we were talking and we prayed a lot about uh, would there be, could there be a positive outcome from all of this? And there was two things that I thought of that have kind of been on my heart this week that I wanted to share with you. First is this, that at whatever point we do get back together, it's going to be a big celebration. Everybody knows that. But, you know, heart, absence really does make the heart grow fonder, right? That's true. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing you all, but I really believe that when we come together, God's really going to meet us, and it's just going to be a powerful time, not just of fellowship, but really uh, of reuniting in the Spirit. And if you read Scripture at times when the children of Israel were in exile, or any time there was fragmentation or separation when they came together, God always moved. So I'm excited for that, and I know that God's going to meet us when we get back together. S- second thing that I hope this does, and maybe this is just the pastor in me, but I really believe and I hope that this will instill in all of us uh, an importance and a value for just meeting together, that we won't overlook that, that we'll never be those days where, ah, it's sunny outside. I think I'll go, you know, for a hike today instead of go to church. That we'll just, we'll just really, and I, I want you to go for a hike, but I want you to go for a hike after church. Uh, I, I just want us to not take for granted how important and how special it is just to be able to be together. Um, so just a couple things there to, to keep in mind. Uh, the next couple of weeks, here's what I'm planning to do. I want to do a little mini series, and I don't know if it'll go two weeks or four weeks or whatever. Uh, I, I, so right now things are too much out there, but uh, I want to talk about some of the parables that Jesus told in the Gospels. Parables are little short stories; they're almost like anecdotes. Some of them are real short, some of them are longer, uh, but Jesus uses them to illustrate the human experience and our response to God. They really bring the essence and the truth of the kingdom right into everyday life because they're all about things that happen that his audience would have identified with, you know, every day. And I think many of us can too. Kind of like how the kingdom works in in my day-to-day existence. Uh, it's kingdom values in real life. So this morning, it's actually a short little parable. It's just two verses uh, from Luke chapter 13. But I want to pray first, and then we'll we'll dive into that, and, and we'll talk a little bit about it. So pray with me. Uh, Jesus, thanks so much for just technology and the ability to be together. I thank you for uh, Stephen and the crew here that comes in uh, every week and, and helps us record and put this all together and does all the editing and it makes me look good on on screen and just bless us bless our time be with our our church family and our our children and our homes and our marriages and just just cause your holy spirit to transcend our separation and our isolation right now in your name we pray amen all right as i said i'm reading from Luke chapter 13, and I'm going to read from the Passion Translation this morning. I know some of you like that. I don't use it very often, but as I was preparing this week, I always look at two or three different translations, and I really like uh, this parable in there. So uh, Luke 13, 2021, Passion Translation. Jesus taught them another parable. How can I describe God's kingdom realm? Let me give you this illustration. It's like something as small as yeast that a woman needs into a large amount of dough. It works unseen until it permeates the entire batch and rises high. I don't know if it's related to the pandemic right now or not, but there is kind of a phenomena going on 
in the world and in our culture right now. And it has to do with bread, with sourdough bread. Are you baking bread? It seems like everybody is baking bread. Um, and you get this, this, this little starter. It's a starter. And you, and you use that to, to start the bread, but then you, you share that. You pass it on and you, you give it to your friends. And it's weird. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's a mystery. Um, but you, you still have your starter, but you give some of your starter to them. And you can still bake bread and then they bake bread. Um, and the bread is so good. In fact, look, let me just say this. If you're on keto right now, if you're doing low carb, just tune out. Just you're, This is not going to be fun. You're not going to like this because I'm going to talk a lot about this bread. Um, Donna has this starter at home and, and she keeps baking this bread. And, and it smells amazing. It's like I'll be out working in the yard, you know, and I'll be kind of tired and I'll come in. And the second I walk in the door, it's like, ooh, the smell of bread is in the air. I go, oh, man, more bread. Uh, she tells me this. I, see, I, this is so weird. I don't get it. Donna tells me her starter is 200 years old. 200 years old, and it came from the Basque region. I didn't even know what the Basque region was. I looked it up. It's it's kind of near Spain. It's There's these people, the Basque people, and they had starter. And they somehow, 200 years later, my wife got it. I don't know how that works. That's, that's crazy. But that's what happened. I was actually watching, uh, you know, time that's on our hands, right? I was watching YouTube clips the other day, and I saw Stephen Colbert interviewing Jake Gyllenhaal. And this was just like last week. And he's talking to Jake Gyllenhaal. And, and he's, he's at home and Colbert says, so what, what, you know, what are you doing? And, and uh, serious, I'm dead serious. Jake Gyllenhaal holds up this jar and he goes, we well, see this, this is sourdough starter. And he starts telling him how he's baking bread. And I'm like, what is going on? This is weird, but it's really good bread. Um, so in, in our passage today, Jesus is talking about yeast or leaven and how it grows and how that's like the kingdom of God. Uh, so there's, there's a couple of parallels that, that I see immediately. And the first one is this, that it's slow. It's a slow process. It takes time. You have to let this thing, it ferments and then it, it grows. And I, like I said, I don't get it, but I, I know this, that it is like the kingdom of God in that regard. It's slow and it's subtle. And sometimes it seems really insignificant, but it ends up becoming something much more important. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, our national director here in the vineyard, Phil Stroud, was talking about a slow kingdom coming. It was kind of a takeoff he did on a Bob Dylan album, Slow Train Coming. But he was just talking about the process of the kingdom of God infiltrating the lives of people and how that doesn't always happen. We like that sort of wham, bam, miracle thing, you know, when God moves in power and we see it, it's right now. But the reality is that most of the time, it doesn't work that way. It's planned and it's intentional and it's thought out and it takes time. It, sometimes it takes a long time. The second thing about this, the second comparison I made, and, and this to me is the most beautiful thing about it, is that you share it. You share it. The whole idea is you get to keep your portion, but you take some of your portion and you pass it on and you still have yours. It's like miracle multiplication. And, and that's exactly like the kingdom. <laughs> you give a friend some of yours, and now they have some, and they can pass it on to their friend. 
It reminded me a lot of Paul saying in 2 Corinthians when he says, Thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. To spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. And, you know, I thought about this. What if, what if the whole world smelled like sourdough bread? What if everywhere you went, it was like walking into the kitchen when your wife is baking bread? I just thought, man, what would that be like? That would, I, I, I don't want to think about that for very long. But that is the essence of the kingdom of God, that we have the opportunity to spread that aroma everywhere we go. We pass it on, we share it, and we never run out. That's the beauty of it. Um, and in as much as this whole bread making thing is a fad right now, or I don't know, maybe it's a cult, I don't know. But, but in Jesus time, that wasn't the case. In Jesus time, uh, it was, it was a part of everyday life. It was essential. It, it was not non-essential. And, and I want to go on record right now. Can I just say that a whole COVID lingo? I don't like that essential, non-essential thing. Who, who decides? Who decides? You're essential. You're non-essential. No, I don't like that. We're essential. Um, but the bread was essential. The bread was essential. It was, it was a necessity for life. Uh, you had bread, you needed bread, but you also were able to share bread with your neighbor and help them. And Jesus compares that to the kingdom of God. He says, that's like the kingdom of God. Now, one thing I want to clarify, there's other passages in the New Testament where yeast is described as being something bad. It's, it's, it's sin or it's evil. It's a bad thing. Uh, in Matthew 16, Jesus says, be careful, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And so, uh, later in, in another passage in Luke 12, he defines the, 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 yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees as being hypocrisy. He says, that's hypocrisy, and beware of that. But you see, here's the thing. The yeast is an agent that grows something. And in itself, it's neutral. It's not good or bad. It's what you spread that's good or bad. What Jesus is saying here is uh, some things can be spread negatively, like hypocrisy through the Pharisees, but some things, the kingdom of God, can be spread positively through us. We have the opportunity in front of us as kingdom people to spread the good news of Jesus and his kingdom everywhere we go. Um, we partner with God by taking the kingdom, we receive it into our own hearts and into our own lives. Uh, we kind of need it and, and let it grow inside of us, and then we give it away and we pass it on, and the beauty of that, again, is that it never, ever runs out. I, I want us to, um, for a minute, to, to think about the experience of other people. Um, you know, in the story that Jesus told, the main character is a woman. And most certainly there were men listening in as he was talking. And I don't know what the men were thinking. Maybe they thought, oh, I don't like it that he's telling a story about a woman. Or or maybe they thought, huh, I don't get it. You don't bake bread, you eat bread. I eat bread. Tell us a story about eating and throwing some meat, not just bread. Um, but the realm of the kingdom is 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 non-differential. It's a place of radical equity. In God's kingdom, we're all the same. Uh, God's kingdom breaks down barriers. It, it, it breaks down dividing walls. It draws the hearts of people together. It calls us to enter into the experience of others. And one of the things that's been so uh, powerful for me 
in this whole crisis is to think about what other people are going through, uh, not just to think about, you know, my, my little world. I, I mean, look, so th- this thing has impacted me right now. I'm in the room that we normally meet in, but I'm preaching into to an iPad and there's two people in the room. Um, but, but the reality is this. No one in my family has been sick. Uh, I haven't lost a family member or friend. I haven't lost my job. Um, but I have to, as a kingdom person, I can't just say, well, praise God, I'm doing good. I have to be able to enter into the experience of others. Um, you know, I was, ta- I was talking to uh, a friend of mine uh, the other day who's a vineyard pastor in Louisiana. He's an African-American pastor. And, and we, we were just chatting. He called me up because I just wanted to talk. And we were talking a little bit about uh, the shooting of that young man in Georgia. And, and my friend was heartbroken over that. And uh, I found myself on the phone after a few minutes just just weeping. And, and the truth is that I hadn't been as deeply impacted. I was upset about it like everyone, but I hadn't been as deeply impacted by that as he had been. But I found myself able to enter into his experience for a moment. And it was really a, a precious moment. It was a special moment that we got to share together. I think another opportunity we have right now is what I would call the opportunity to taste and see. Um, the reality is I'm learning more about bread than I ever wanted to know, but I, I found this out, that you, if you take that starter, it will it will take on the unique environment uh, that, that, that it's cultured in, okay? What that means is this, that if I share my starter with you and then I, I make a loaf of bread at my house, you take the same starter and you go and make a loaf of bread at your house, that my bread and your bread will taste different. And even though the starter was the same, the difference is that my bread grew at my house and your bread grew at your house. Uh, and, and here's the thing. There's guys that study this. I, I saw this study. These guys took st- sourdough starter and then one of them grew it on the valley and one of them grew it in the mountain and they compared the bread. I'm like, God, get a real job. But uh, the truth is that they're, they're helping me. Uh, they're helping me with my sermon illustrations. But the, the, the truth is that it grows differently in different environments. And, and here, here's what that means to you and me. Here's the point. Um, the kingdom of God infiltrates the body of Christ. And then from there, it spreads out like leaven, like, like yeast, and it, go, it goes all over. And my loaf tastes different than your loaf. And, and, and that's, that's a good thing. You, you might say, and I, and I know I find myself in this place sometimes, you know, you, you say, well, gosh, you know, I, I can't sing really, really pretty like Zoe or Mercy, or I can't play guitar like, like Kyle or Elijah, or I'm not naturally handsome like Brogan. And, and so, man, what do, what do I have to give? Um, but, but here's the thing. You have your own unique gift. You, you have something, uh, you have an aroma, uh, a fragrance of the kingdom that nobody else has. Um, and, and man, I, I, one of the things I was thinking about, and I know some of you just lo- love to be at the door. You love to greet people when they walk in. And, and some of you are, are a little, a little more quieter. You don't like to meet new people, but you come in early every week and you set up chairs and, and all those different gifts contribute to the whole. They make our, our, our time together what it is. And right now you're not able to do that because we're separated. We're not meeting. And I, I'm frustrated by that. I think that that's a, that's hard that some of you aren't able to do the thing that you normally do. 
We're living in this, this fragmented, this isolated, this fearful world. But I want you to remember, don't lose sight of the fact that I have a contribution to make. I have something to give. I have something that I can contribute to God's kingdom and his work in the world today that nobody else can do. And he, here, here's my last little parallel between God's kingdom and sourdough bread. And it's this, that small beginnings have big impact. Um, I, I've, uh, I've seen this starter that Donna uses, um, and it's weird. It's like it's just a little thing. It's a, it's a little glob of watery dough. And then she takes it, and it, it grows, and then she mixes it in with dough, and then it grows overnight. And then I have this cast iron um, Dutch oven. It's like a big pot, and she puts it in there, and it grows, and then she puts it in the oven. And when she puts it in the oven to bake, it grows even bigger, and then it comes out, and it's, it's this amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. And that little bit of starter, that little bit of yeast grew to become this beautiful loaf of bread. So the point is this, that the yeast has an impact that's disproportionate to its size. It does something much greater than what it begins. In the passage, uh, just before the one we read today, just before that, Jesus says it's like a mustard seed. It's a tiny little seed, but it grows to be a big tree. Um, here's the thing. The kingdom of God is small it's subtle, it's understated, but it makes a huge impact. Uh, so so it, it, one of the hardest things that I, I think there, there has been throughout this is that we can't do what we normally do. But, but I know that at whatever point we come back together, we'll all be able to, to use the gifts that God's given us again. Uh, and I, I just, and I was thinking about this, uh, we're going to have to schedule extra time. The services are going to have to be a half an hour long just so everybody can say hello and hug each other, if, if we can hug. I don't know if we can hug, but if we can, it'll take time. Um, but the other thing that I don't want to do is ever overlook the contributions people make. I'm so thankful right now for the people that set up chairs, for the people that greet at the door, for the people that make the coffee. It's all those little things. Uh, the kingdom of God is like a little bit of yeast. You sow it into the process, and it grows, and it becomes this big, beautiful thing. So what I would say to you guys today is just look for the small things. Look for the little things. Don't overlook that. Um, you know, right now, uh, I love the, uh, the, the government is, is throwing a, an astronomical amount of money at this thing. I mean, I, there's checks coming. I hope you got a check. Uh, there, there's, you know, bailouts and everything. You're helping businesses and there's all these talk about this. But I realize that you can throw all the money at the world, this thing. It's not going to fix everything. That there's going to be those little things, those personal things that that can't change. And those things are the things that we as kingdom people have the opportunity to change. So what little thing might you be able to do? God bless you guys, man. I, I, I love you. I miss you. Uh, don't forget your kids and we'll see you soon.